Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We will not have a Triple Crown winner today because there was a slight upset in the Kentucky Derby. Here to fill in the details for us, a guy who was, I know, not in the best of moods because, number one, I'm pretty sure he didn't have the winner. Uh, number two, he wasn't in Kentucky and had been there for years after years after years just because of the coronavirus has cut down on the media attention of all sports, including horse racing. It uh, doesn't keep Ron Flatter from following, having insight, and giving us information on uh, what transpired in Louisville today. Uh, coming our way from Horse Racing Nation and Vegas Sports Information Network, Ron Flatter hops aboard with CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Flatman? You were so close. <laughs> What's what I miss now? Vegas Sports Information no, Network. No, no, no. Vegas been, Stats and Information Network. Information Network. Yeah. Somebody else okay. got Vegas Sports. We couldn't have it, so we had to okay. go Stats. I've yeah. been calling it that forever, and I'm never going to get it right. Uh, but uh, neither you nor I got it right today. Uh, we both thought Tis the Law was. I know you. You know me. Neither one of us likes to play four to five horses, but. If you truly believe he's going to win and there's no way he can lose, then you got to take your four to five and try and find other ways to make money in the race. The four to five didn't win today, and he had every chance to coming down the lane. What happened? Well, a couple things. Uh, you had Authentic go better than he was supposed to. And, and this is one other thing I was just checking, Jody. This is the first time Authentic carried 126 pounds. He was, uh, he was up from 120, 122, 124. Never been 126. Tis the law, certainly been there last couple of races. And so, yeah, it looked like, you know, you got to figure just on that alone. Should have done it. Blinding pace. Fastest pace for the Derby in seven years to start out. That seventh fastest Derby ever. And that shouldn't have worked. Shouldn't have worked. Authentic's not supposed to get a mile and a quarter. Not supposed to get a mile and a quarter. But then by ringing my ears, interviews I did with Bob Baffert multiple times, multiple times, since the Haskell, where he said, Authentic's training well. I And I, I would ask him, all right, which one? Authentic or Thousand Words? Authentic or Thousand Words? He kept saying authentic. And stupid me, I'm ignoring it. Well, Authentic apparently was training well. Now, I'll give you this. I'll throw this at you. The owner of Tis the Law, Jack Knowlton, great guy from up Saratoga Way, he said after the race that if you look at Authentic with the ground-saving trip, getting out there, getting the lead, get to the rail. And tis the law drawn outside where they wanted. Get away from the rail, get out of traffic. That's where they wanted. He says, I'll bet you Authentic ran a lot less distance than our guy did. And I went back and looked at the trackus. 23 feet. Okay, well, what's 23 feet? Well, a length and a quarter, which was the difference in the race, is 10 feet. So... Did the post cost him? Did the trip cost him? Maybe. Maybe. Did Baffert cost him? 
because Authentic was training that well. Maybe. So some of that to be determined. Did did uh, Manny Franco give him the best of rides? He'd never urged this horse before in the stretch. Pretty much hand rides. You know, you're winning by three and four and five. Hand ride, hand ride, hand ride. Finally, you urge him. The horse is probably going, what is this? What do you want from me? What happened to the hand ride? So all, I think all of those things are factors in this race. That's legit. Um, I don't buy the whole... He ran less than we did, and I know they can measure it. You're saying there's 23 feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Manny, Manny Franco decided not to attempt to uh, grab him on the turn and handwrite him all the way. Handwriting was good enough to get by him. He had to urge him, and he got by him, uh, at least what I saw on TV. And if you're there and you get a better yeah. look at it, and you can look at different angles. It looked to me at at least a couple of strides worth he had his nose in front. And, Johnny uh, Vel- yeah, Johnny Velasquez says they were eyeball to eyeball. Never, he never lost the lead. But your point, yeah, they were eyeball to eyeball, right? Right. And Authentic pulls away and wins by a length and a quarter when he was leading the entire way and the other horse is good enough to get eyeball to eyeball. I'll say nose in front. Uh, I'll accept eyeball to eyeball. Uh, and then to lose by a length and a quarter... I'm sorry, that's not because of 23 lost feet. That's because the horse that won had more internal stamina, more guts to be able to win the race than Tis the Law did. Yeah, uh, he did. He did. So what happened since the Haskell? What happens? What happened to that horse that was barely holding on against New York traffic? What, I mean, you know, I mean, what, what happened here? By the way, New York traffic finished eighth. So, trip, training, you know, I, I mean, there's a few of these things are to be determined. By the way, sounds like there'll be a rematch at the Preakness. Uh, Baffert said, well, I'm not going to give you all our strategy because we've got one more race, Preakness. And Jack Knowlton says, oh, yeah, as long as the horse comes out all right, referring to Tis the Law, we're going to the Preakness. So we get the rematch. All right, that's where I was going next. Uh, I still got a couple other things I want to ask you about sure. today's race as well, but since you went there, I'll go there with you. Usually it's an, it's it's a given. If you win the Kentucky Derby, you're going to the Preakness. Well, Authentic doesn't have to because we've already had the Belmont Stakes, so there is no chance for a triple crown. So Baffert is c- uh, committing early. More power to him if he thinks it's uh, more important. If Jack Knowlton is going there too, I think one of the things that hurt Tis the Law, you gave me a couple of good theories. You didn't touch on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did come back in four weeks yeah. from the Travers to the right. Derby. He had never come back that right. quickly before, Ever. whereas Tis the Law had seven weeks from the Haskell to the uh, Kentucky Derby. So it certainly worked better for him with the extra downtime. Either one of these horses going to Preakness, are they wheeling right back into the uh, Breeders' Cup championship? Well, that's the other question, too. And when I had Jack Knowlton on a show just a couple days ago, I asked him, okay, you know, let's say your horse does all these things. Do you put the asterisk on the other 13 Triple Crown winners while you're sitting there with a Travers win and a Florida Derby win and a Champagne win? And you're piling these up, and you know you'll end up with a million grade one wins. Why don't you put the asterisk on everybody else? And he says, "Well, wait a minute. Let's not talk about that. Let's just get through the next two. 
So I'm wondering if they are going to go Breeders' Cup. I didn't, I didn't, you know, stupid me, I didn't follow up at that moment. Not that he would have told me, but, right. you know, maybe they don't go that far. They keep talking about, they were talking quadruple crown with the Travers. Well, okay, so now are they back to the drawing board? I mean, there's a few drawing boards here with the Preakness. <laughs> Swiss Skydiver was going to go, remember? She finished the second in the Oaks. But she had a valiant race in the Oaks. I mean, her two best races might have been her second-place finishes, so the one yesterday in the Oaks and then the one in the Bluegrass against the boys when she lost to Art Collector. So, And, by the way, Art Collector could be back for the Preakness, so we right. can see him, too. So you, you got... Dr. Post could be coming to the Preakness. Oh, did you see Dr. Post today? Uh, you know something? As much as I was absorbed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead guilty to no. No. Well, then I can fill it in for you. He was non-competitive in the Jim oh, Dandy today right. at Saratoga. Well, so well, uh, I, thought that, horse... I thought that Pletcher actually made the right decision by skipping the derby with Dr. Post and sending Money Matters and then Money Matters didn't lift a hoof in the Kentucky Derby today. So it was a pretty dead, bad day for Mr. Pletcher. Yeah, now Pletcher's going to have the favorite in the uh, in the Tessio on Monday. And that's an automatic qualifier for the Preakness. And let's not forget, Todd Pletcher is not Mr. Preakness. Generally, he only goes there when he has the Derby winner, and then he winds up finishing eighth. But he's going to have happy saver in the Preakness. He was going to go today in one of the races. I want to say he was going to go in the Jim Dandy at um, – Saratoga and didn't, and they're skipping that to go to the Tessio and then qualify to go to the Preakness. Not, I mean, look, you qualify, schmollify, you could probably go in anyway. Uh, right. But he's going to be something to look at. So maybe that's the Pletcher horse. Uh, but Pletcher's never won the Preakness. He's gone there a couple times with Derby winners and finished eighth twice with Super Saver and with Animal Kingdom, right? Is that the one? No. Yeah, I, he didn't have Animal Kingdom. No, I'm, uh, who's the other? Uh, always dreaming. I'm sorry. I knew it right. began with an A. <laughs> so, yeah, Baffert's the mayor of the Preakness. He's won seven of them. But it's a different Preakness. It's not two weeks after the Derby. So I don't, you know, yeah, I, I don't know what the context of all this is, Jody. We're throwing a lot. I mean, it's almost like we're throwing dirty laundry on the floor here. And then, you know, oh, quick, clean it up. The girls are coming. Right. Uh, you know, it's just this hodgepodge for the three-year-old season. Yeah. Tis the law is still your three-year-old champion at the moment, but what happens then if Authentic beats him again and only comes out of the Preakness then with just the one loss on his record? Then what do you say? Now you now you got a contest for it. And I know we're jumping all over the place here, but I did reference it. You commented on it, the Breeders' Cup Classic. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of really good older horses there is no unbelievable, can't be beat. He's the guaranteed favorite horse. So how do do you just go to Pimlico and decide who the best three-year-old and pit the two together again and then expect the other one, the winner, to come back and uh, be a major contender for the uh, British Cup? Or uh, one of the two going to think discretion is the better part of valor, and I'm just going to pull up stakes and not go to the Preakness and yeah, point to the Breeders' Cup instead. I wonder who does. I wonder if somebody does blink, you know? I mean, how many times have we heard in horse racing about, oh, yeah, well, we're going to have that great matchup of, you know, all the all the winners of the classics, and they'll all end up at the Travers, and then none of them do. And, you know, I mean, we, we have this happen all the time. Uh, you know, sneaking in through all of this today, of course, was, uh, you know, you had the Woodward winner, and, uh, I mean, that's a that's a case you can make right there, and I'm blanking on the name. Forgive me, 
uh, and Andy Serling was making the case today on the uh, Naira telecast that, you know, it, our maximum security and tis the law and Tom's data so overwhelming a presence that you don't go in there and right. think, you know, there's nobody you feel like, like is invincible now. If it was the if it was the uh, the horse that won the Saudi Cup before the indictment of Jason Service and the drug questions and all that. Okay, maybe you say that global campaign, the horse I'm trying to remember now uh, that won at Saratoga today. Yes. In the uh, in the Woodward uh, for Stan Huff. So he, you know, Andy Sterling, respected handicapper, making the case that there's he's a, a horse to look for. Here's the good news, Jody. As long as we really don't have a clear favorite for the Breeders' Cup last Classic, we don't have a clear favorite for the Preakness. I would say you're going to have like five to two and three to one if both these horses go in there. With you would presume Authentic would be favored over Tis the Law at that point. You're going to find some value all over the place if you're betting on these races, true. right? That, that's very true, and uh, it could lend itself to a very competitive Breeders' Cup Classic as well. Uh, at least we don't have to answer the question as to should there have been an asterisk on this Triple Crown. I said all along, I don't think so. Uh, if a horse had been able to do it, I think it actually would have been more impressive to carry it as long as they did. I know that's the way it is in racing these days. It just doesn't happen that they group races as closely together as they do the Triple Crown. They do that only because of tradition and history. Yeah. But to to stay on the top of your game for as long as you would have to do what uh, Tisnall at least had a chance to do today, uh, I think it would have uh, wiped out any potential asterisk and the like. Uh, yeah, so we'll... I, my, you know what I always I always said it would be like trying to compare who's better, Michael Jordan or Michael Phelps. Okay, entire career versus uh, a solid two weeks. And just... No, I'm just saying they're two different, very different things. I, I don't know how you can really compare them and try to parse which one is better than the other. I think they're just totally different. Fair enough. Um, tis the law if he goes to the Preakness. Mm-hmm. That's got, he's got to be hard, but he can't get into the Breeders' Cup on top of that. Uh, the classic, uh, that's what I think was the biggest reason. We've gone to five or six different reasons. I think it's that they tried to keep this horse at the top of his game for too long later in the year. Now, if you're going to try and roll him back a month later in the Breeders' Cup classic, uh, did they just retire him after that? Uh, the funny side got gelded. So right. uh, you knew he was going to stick around and run, but I got to believe Tis the Law's sire book could get filled at a very good number rather quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you think that uh, we've got one more Tis the Law race or more? Hmm. If if I were them, but I'm not, I'd skip the Preakness and go to the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, Even if you so didn't go to the Breeders' Cup Classic, I'd skip the Preakness again. Look at the interval between races up until now and where his success has been. Now, are we overreacting to a length and a quarter loss in a good duel between two horses where one was underrated, authentic, and one, I wouldn't say overrated, but was certainly had a lot of hopes for him? You know, it's easy to overreact to these things a few hours later. But I would say right now, look at the gaps between races. And if there was a conversation about what could go and bite tis the law, it was that he was bouncing back off, and maybe the word bounce is apt here, coming back from his best race of his career and trying to duplicate that, and he would have needed to do that. And by the way, 
today, you know, seventh fastest derby of all time. Now, that on the one hand, you say, oh, well, you know, that was a good race. But on the other hand, it was on a track that spat out two stakes records during the weekend. So right. it was souped up. And, and, it was, and it was working well for closers today until the, the last race. So, you know, track bias comes into play here a little bit. That's another thing. Maybe they go back and look and say, well, you know, maybe the track wasn't working for us for what we were trying to do. I don't know. But I think, I think you're right. I think you go back to the point you made a few minutes ago. Look at the gap between races for Tis the Law. And he just didn't have that long a gap between them. Yeah, I don't think they could get him 100% revved up again four agree, weeks yeah. later after going from the Belmont to the Travers. Um, just a lot, they asked a lot of the horse. But I think your point about the track bias comes into play, and it gives a lot of credence to not only to the law who ran a very good second, but the winner, Authentic, it wasn't speed favoring. And I watched most right. of the races today, and it wasn't like, get to the front, lights out, see you later. No, horses were coming from just off. Horses were coming from well back and finding way to win sprints, mid-distance, long races. There was another mile and a quarter mm-hmm. race, but two turn races. Uh, so Authentic did not get a boost in track bias, which I think makes his performance today that much more impressive. It's very confusing to some who are looking at tracks and you hear the track is souped up and you think, well, that's a speed-favoring track. But look at yesterday, and I'm, I'm going to remember yesterday for a long time because I was one of four people who had a pick-four ticket to cash yesterday on the, uh, through the Oaks. And the Oaks winner, She Dares the Devil, at 15-1, to 1, uh, is a closer that wound yeah. up setting the track record or the, or the stakes record for the Oaks. So I think that speaks more of the track than it does of the horse. I mean, maybe that was a fluky win, or, you know, I, I looked at it and said, the Ohio Derby didn't come up as badly as some people wanted to think it did. I think I got a little lucky. But... You had a little something for everybody with a track that was souped up. It wasn't just for speed. It, it did, and like you said, it did work for closers. And by the way, all but one favorite winning today. All but one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all but one favorite losing today. Pardon me. Right. Uh, some good prices if you uh, oh, went yeah. deep in your plays. If you, as they say on uh, uh, most horse racing shows, spread today, you yeah. had a chance to get a uh, box office uh, box office payoff. Flatman, yeah. great stuff. Uh, appreciate you coming on board. I will reach out four weeks hence, and we will have you on uh, after the Preakness is competed down there in Pimlico. I assume you will be watching from home like the rest of us again, or do you have plans to try and get down to Baltimore? Well, I, I, I would say the odds are probably odds on that I'll be watching from home again. The Breeders' Cup might be another matter, but the Preakness, I don't think I'll be there. There you go. Well, you'll be here with us afterwards. I Flatman, look forward to that. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, bud. We'll talk. Thanks, Judy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.